Welcome to the Music Therapy Podcast. My name is Holly Perring. Today we'll be highlighting another musician, Sam Cooke, sometimes called the King of Soul or the Architect of Soul. Sam Cooke was born in Mississippi in the early 30s. His family soon moved to Chicago at a time when thousands of other black Mississippians were moving there and looking for better ways of life. His dad was a minister. Sam grew up singing in the church and he had decided as early as age nine, that he was going to have a career as a singer. In the church, Sam sang in kids' singing groups. Then as a teenager, he joined the gospel quartet, the Highway QCs. At 19, he joined a gospel group called the Soul Stirrers, and he toured with them for five years. They became really popular, especially with the teens who were beginning to show up for their performances at churches in large numbers. And Sam became sort of a teen idol for girls at the time. So after the five years, at the height of the Soulster's popularity, Sam decided he was ready to go out on his own and make pop music. His first single, Lovable, he recorded under an alias, Dale Cook, in 1956. Although his voice was so unique and so distinguishable, it became fairly well known that this was his recording. So following the success of this record and approval from his dad to begin a career in the pop music industry, Sam recorded the song You Send Me on Keen Records in 1957, and it became a number one hit. He was booked on the Ed Sullivan Show just a few months into his solo career. Sam Cooke began to bring the essence of gospel music into pop, recording a variety of songs from love songs and ballads to dance to R&B. Similar to his time as a gospel singer, Sam's kind and genuine personality, his charisma, as well as his voice and delivery began drawing fans in right away. In the late 50s, when he was on tour, Sam and his band had to deal with many challenges and injustices on the road, especially in the South, where there were segregated boarding houses and they might have to travel a long distance after a show to get to a place to stay for the night, or being stopped and searched by the police for no apparent reason. Sam Cooke was one of the first musicians to refuse to perform for segregated audiences. In Arkansas, he said no to performing two separate shows, one for a black audience and one for a white audience. This was when theaters would have two separate entrances where the black audience sat on one side and white audience sat on the other side. And band members recall stories of police dogs attacking black audience members when they would get excited and yell or jump for a favorite song. At the end of the 50s, Sam Cooke decided that he wanted to have his own publishing company and record label to have more control and ownership of his own songs and career, as well as to help other budding musicians find their way and make a mark in the music industry. This was rare at the time also, and he became a pioneer in the music business even before the Beatles began doing this in the late 60s. He partnered with J.W. Alexander, who had a publishing company at the time. Sam Cooke became a great producer, and he worked very well in the studio. The first group he recorded under the label SAR Records was the Soulsters, with Sam having the idea that he could record gospel groups and help them make money. He worked with many other artists, including the Womack Brothers, who recorded a song, It's All Over Now, that would soon be covered by the Rolling Stones. Sam Cooke began writing songs for RCA at the end of the 50s. 
1960, he had a hit with Chain Gang, a song he wrote one day when the group was driving in the South and they had the windows down and they could hear a group of prisoners chained together working beside the road. In the early 60s, the band released more singles with RCA Records and toured extensively. Aretha Franklin went on her first tour with the band, and Little Richard toured with them in 1962. Sam Cooke's Heart and Soul was still in gospel music, and that same year, he performed a legendary show with the Soul Stirrers. After a European tour, Sam came back to the U.S. with new perspectives, less of a desire to please mainstream audiences, and more to really weave gospel music back into his style. And in 1963, he recorded the album Nightbeat from some late-night recording sessions with a quartet, and it became less about finding that mainstream success and more about showcasing Sam's voice and really enjoying the time and process of making music in the studio. A few of Sam Cooke's insights regarding his own songwriting process were to gain inspiration from everyday conversation, from reading a lot, and from writing about the current times. With the civil rights movement going on, Sam was inspired by some of the protests that were happening He was around for the lunch counter sit-ins and was also arrested after trying to integrate a motel in Louisiana. He was also inspired by Bob Dylan's song, Blowing in the Wind. Sam had covered this song and wished he had written it himself. Soon he wrote A Change is Gonna Come, which he mentioned was the hardest song for him to write. And this song really became an inspiration for many generations, young and old, as well as the future of music, where many messages were becoming less poppy and repetitive and more serious, more natural, and more about telling important stories. So to wrap it up, Sam Cooke was really an innovator, a successful young musician and businessman, as well as a model for other musicians to follow. He was really able to bring his own style and weave that spirit and emotion of gospel music into mainstream pop and really pave the way for a new style all its own, soul music. So to wrap this up, I just wanted to tie it into music therapy and think, how could you bring a Sam Cooke song into a music therapy session? Um, In the links, you'll find a Spotify playlist that might give you some inspiration and ideas. And here are a couple of my own ideas. Um, The song Keep Moving On is a very inspirational song about spreading good and living your best life. I'd recommend listening to that song if you haven't heard it. Another song I've also used in sessions is A Change Is Gonna Come. For a lyric analysis where we sang or listened to the song, We discussed the meaning of the lyrics, and then we made a list of changes we wanted to see or bring about in our own lives, in our communities, or in the world. Thank you for listening today. Please send in questions, or you can email intern at givingsong.org, or send us a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook. You can leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. And remember, when in doubt... Make music.